Hello everybody and welcome to this new episode. My name is Sarah and this is Amsterdamus, the podcast that introduces you to amazing women from Amsterdam. It is a situation most women all over the world have experienced on the street, even when they were still teenagers. The clicking of a tongue, whistling, or a comment on their clothes or their body. The term for this is catcalling, or straatintimidatie in Dutch. My two guests for today are part of the organization Cat Calls of Amsterdam, that wants to fight catcalling by making it visible and by making people understand that catcalling and giving a compliment are two completely different things. Welcome, Paula Folino and Leonor von Fleet. Hi, thank you. Hello. For those who do not know your organization, could you please explain what Catcalls of Amsterdam does? Yeah, Catcalls of Amsterdam is an initiative that began in New York by Sophie Sandberg, and it focuses on raising awareness on street harassment. Here in Amsterdam, it was started by Ambrian. We receive a lot of messages on Instagram from people that have been catcalled on the street. And then we use these messages and talk them on the street where it ha the catcall happened. And we believe that this is a very appropriate method of raising awareness since chalking is like a very childlike method of, you know, kids playing around with chalk. And then so is catcalling a very childlike thing to do. So we chalk where a person was catcalled, so then it becomes more powerful in the sense that we give back power to the person being catcalled and expose the catcaller. In a sense, what we do is we change the places where the catcalls happen from just in the air, gone in a second, to on the street, visible for everybody to kind of confront people with the problem of catcalling. How do you define catcalling or straatintimidatie in Dutch? Um, well, I think straatintimidatie is already a good way to start off. Um, straatintimidatie is um, kind of the broader concept under which catcalling falls. It's street harassment, intimidation on the street. Um, at the same time, I think there are a lot of synonyms used, um, like nafluiten, naroepen means calling after somebody or whistling after somebody. Um, but the proper term to use, I think, is straatintimidatie, because it captures all of the different small things that fall under catcalling. What is the situation of catcalling or straatintimidatie that has left the strongest impact on you? Well, I think every situation that I have experienced personally was very impacting in my life and very not traumatic in a sense, but also made me question a lot of things. The The situation that has left the strongest impact on me was another teammate from our group who was catcalled while she was chalking on the street and she was writing the message, kind of shows the powerlessness that we are made to feel sometimes, even when we are trying to do something about a problem or something that makes us feel uncomfortable. To me, something that's also stays with me often is when 
the people that are supposed to make me feel safer actually don't by saying something to me on the street. And I think that's always that that hits me a little harder because straight seconds before you think, oh, good that these people are here. And then right after it gets countered straight away. Are you referring to policemen in this case? Policemen, not so much, because that would be terrible. <laughs> um, but I'm more thinking about people working in the streets. There has been situations where I biked home and there were these people working on the streets doing things for the government or doing things for our community and then contradicting the doing things for our community so much by saying something to one of the people that is a member of this community. I actually did have an experience where I was walking back home uh, in the morning and uh, I first a guy did say something to me and I got a, a bit uh, scared because I was walking by myself. But then after I was encountered by a police car here in Amsterdam and my first initial thought was that they're going to say something to me or like I got, you know, a bit scared and kind of my first reaction was to protect myself and to walk a bit faster when actually they just wanted to ask me if I was okay and if everything was fine. But for the, the fact that my first reaction was to be scared about someone who's supposed to be protecting me, like Leonor is saying, it, it says a lot, I think. Um, and additional to this, one thing that always just confuses me so much is when little children say something to me on the street. Like I've had multiple situations in which 14-year-olds, I'm, I'm 20, 14-year-olds say something to me and I'm, I'm just flabbergasted because it's not necessarily intimidating, but it just gives a preview of how these people are educated to, to behave on the street. So that's very disturbing to me. Could you please explain the legal situation in the Netherlands when it comes to catcalling? This is quite difficult um, because catcalling is such a broad topic in a sense. Um, like we said with the synonyms of na, fluiten, na, roepen, there's many different things that fall under catcalling, which is also whistling or making sounds. And it's really hard to, to create a law for this. So actual street harassment with violence or um, dirty things, sexual harassment on the street, that is illegal. And you can get prosecuted for this. And there are already have been cases um, where people have been prosecuted for this. I, I remember one guy being prosecuted because he harassed multiple women on the street, saying things to them, sitting really close to them, for example. But the difficulty is that you have to, it's been said before when, when, lawmakers or ministers are interviews, interviewed, um, the difficulty is to catch somebody doing this because it's, it's so quick. It happens in an instant. You have to be there, see it to be able to prosecute. And that's almost never the case. Um, so there have been discussions about this and people, the experts, they say that making laws on whistling and making sounds, it's really difficult. Um, but there should be stricter laws around street harassment that make it easier to prosecute people. But that's just a, such a conflicting, difficult situation. From your point of view, what is the motivation of boys and men to do this, assuming that it's mostly male people doing this? Well, uh, I think in a way it's a form of establishing dominance. So I 
consider it a power move from men to women. And it comes from a long-standing sexist society, which objectifying women is one of the goals and one of the things that fuel this sexist society. And it's like catcalling women is proof that we live, we exist in this society, right? So maybe the person might not be a bad person or the, the guy or the man might not be a bad person. But the fact that they're doing this shows that they have entrenched this sexist society within them and they accept these norms i think it's exactly what you're saying is right and i think difficulty is that it's often like a quick impulse uh just something you do you don't even think about it i think there's little reasoning behind it but in the broader sense it's really a, a structural thing where where this not thinking shows that it's the norm to quickly say something to people it's it's really this everlasting power move dominance of on the street and usually it is said that they do it for the women like the cat colors usually explain and the ones i have encountered they explain that this is something that they do for the women as a compliment as something nice but if you really look into it you can see that it's more for the person for the guy who is cat calling for the man who is saying something to a woman It is basically more for them to impose their power and show their masculinity, like their toxic masculinity, and demonstrate that they have, in a way, more power than you, and they are willing to expose you in that. You already spoke about men complaining that they can't even give women a compliment these days without it being called sexual harassment. But could you elaborate a bit more, please? Um, I actually read something really interesting in class um, yesterday from this uh, early feminist literature by Wollstonecraft, one of the founders of feminist thinking. Um, and she said the word, the concept of liberty is often used to mask more patriotic problems in society. And I think I don't. it's a bit of a stretch because she wrote that a long time ago, but I think it's still highly relevant. Um, because this this kind of almost cliche of saying we can't say anything anymore is really this notion of liberty instead of looking what's behind saying these things, which is a patriarchal structure of dominance on the street. Um, so it's really a different discussion to have than we can't say anything anymore. It's more a question of looking at how this is structured And how this keeps a certain standard on the street. It's not about giving compliments. It's about constantly re reassuring this patriarchal structure that we have. And considering like really what you're trying to say and for what purpose. For which purpose are you trying to talk to someone that you don't know, right? So I think it's this conversation we have had in cat calls in the group. We have had it like for a long time of what can people actually say to make a person like to give a person a compliment and i think we have come to the conclusion that uh catcall and street intimidation has nothing to do with a compliment and they live in two completely different spheres right so if you are looking at a compliment it would be also depending on the context and the person and what you want to tell them but a catcall is inherently something that you do to impose a certain power structure onto someone and impose your yeah your dominance onto somebody else so by people saying that they cannot give a compliment to someone 
anymore. It wasn't a compliment to begin with. So maybe look again into what you're trying to say and in which context and see if it actually was a compliment or if you were really trying to expose someone or impose your dominance onto them. I mean, ask any woman if they feel intimidated by a compliment, they'll say no, because it's a compliment, it's something nice. But a woman who's biking alone at night, receiving this seemingly complimentary text, still perceives it intimidating. And that makes it not a compliment, because you enjoy getting compliments, and it's not intimidating. But strat intimidatie says it already, it's intimidating. Some women enjoy male attention and flirting on the street. I guess we cannot argue about that. But what's your response if this is used as an argument for catcalling? Well, I think first, as you said right in the question, like it's an excuse to catcall women, right? So I think it needs to be, the context of the situation needs to be considered profound, like profoundly. You need to understand that maybe not everybody likes to be talked to if you don't know them. So I think what's really important to consider, I mean, obviously you like, I mean, I personally, I enjoy flirting. I enjoy getting attention and that's, but that's a different topic. I mean, we can all admit that we like attention and talking nicely and flirting, but it's so contextual because flirting and attention that is enjoyable to me is equal. You have to be on an equal level. And when I'm doing my plans and my things, I have my own plan in mind. Usually it's, I want to go from this place to this place on the street by myself. I don't enjoy flirting because that's not what I'm doing. And so it's really being able to make the decision yourself as well. I want attention now. I want to flirt is so different than be making your own choice not to and then having to endure it anyways because somebody else is deciding to do it. I think it goes back to like, you know, being that an excuse to just impose your power and like the power relation that you can have in that context is not necessarily flirting or like enjoying attention, you know? Like it has been talked about so many times that it's not about what you're wearing and it's not about how you look And it's not about like your like who you are. Like you might be catcalled in the most on like in a westernized, stereotypically flirtable outfit, you know, the ones that are sexualized these days. It is not necessarily in that context that you might get catcalled. Like I have been catcalled when I had been wearing sweatpants or like a hoodie, like something that is not necessarily sexy in this like in these terms that we are saying. So Yes, of course, it is allowed to enjoy a conversation where you feel mutually and consensually involved in, but in the context of catcalling, usually it's not consensual and most likely it is not enjoyed by one of the parties. It is basically just someone trying to, again, as I have been repeating, a power move and a power, like imposing your power onto someone. So that is not comparable to flirting or enjoying attention whatsoever. Additionally, I also think there's something to say about reaction and um, think about whether you, if I'm biking and somebody says like, hey, nice lady, uh, how's it going or something? I don't think they actually want a reaction. So can you still call that flirting or nice attention if it's just somebody 
throwing something at you without even usually they're already doing something else or laughing really hard by the time you would in a normal situation respond to that question you know so it's it's so out of context that I don't think you can see it as a nice flirting anymore I'm also always wondering what kind of reaction these men expect when I'm cycling by and they call me hey nice lady do they honestly think I will stop go on a date with them we will start a relationship and get married next month do they really think that and usually it's not even the words nice lady you know we're saying that now because <laughs> it's a podcast we have to be a bit civil but um it's usually something really disturbing so what is the point behind that do you, do you how why would we enjoy that attention why what would come out of it indeed like do you want would i stop get off my bike and say yeah let's beat up Saturday and go to a nice restaurant that, that never that's never the case again like they don't want a reaction from you or whatever reaction you might give to them might not be satisfactory and might not be you know what they expected because they don't they also don't know what they expect they are doing this to show how they can say with all liberty whatever they want to you and you're not going to do anything about it because you can't do anything about it because The words are out and the words are there. So it's it already happened, right? So whatever happens afterward, like they're not going to really consider it or like, you know, I think Leonor and I were having this conversation the other day about like what you might react to. And if you go up to a man who just catcalled you, most likely, and you try to explain like, oh, this is not right because, you know, you're trying to impose your dominance or whatever, you, you might want to explain to them just because they already catcalled you in the first place shows that they do not respect you or they do not, and they they will not be willing to listen to your opinion. I have had a lot of times, a lot of men that when I'm talking, they ask me and then I explain to them and then they are very open-minded and then they are like outside of what we might call like the norm. And then they will completely be shocked or, you know, hear an opinion that might not, they might not have thought before. And then they leave the conversation with a different opinion or a different mindset. But the majority of the people that are catcalling and they don't understand this, like when you talk to them, they will not listen and they will not consider your opinion or even want to, um, yeah, they will, they will not want to, to try to understand you because of the fact that they think that they are superior to you, which is why they catcalled you in the first place. The power dynamic which advice would you give men and women that honestly just want to give a compliment but don't really know how to approach people really think about the context you're in and think about the mutual relationship because a compliment is well received if you're on equal levels um, think about um, if you're the thing we discussed i think mostly was are you giving a compliment for them to actually receive it and feel better for it? Or are you saying something because it makes you feel good to say something? I think it misses the bigger picture, right? Because of course you can still compliment someone. And it, the thing is a cat call, like Leonor said before, it is a very quick interaction and it doesn't really allow for any response, right? So how, like usually with a compliment is either start to a conversation or you just want to compliment someone and then leave it like that. But it 
a catcall is not necessarily in the context of a compliment whatsoever. If you want to compliment someone, for sure, you're absolutely welcome to. Just reevaluate the context that you're in and make sure the situation allows for you and the other person to feel comfortable because you might be in the line waiting in a store and you might want to say something nice to the person in front of you and you're very welcome to do so but maybe that person will not receive it as well as you did. So do not take that personally. And also just make sure that it is in a context where, like I said before, both parties are comfortable enough and in a safe space to react and receive. I also think there are some restrictions on what can, what is appropriate to say as a compliment. Some things are really personal to say and they will be said to you on the street. Uh, like sexual objectifying texts, for example, those, I don't think those would be an appropriate, appropriate compliment to give to someone. I, I wouldn't go up to somebody and be like, hey, you've got a really nice ass, somebody I don't know. In principle, that would be a compliment because we're, I mean, contextually, we're in the same, we're equals. I see something, I think this person looks really good and I tell them, but when you don't know somebody, you don't just say things that are that personal. And I think with catcalling, the problem is that there is no barrier. There's no restrictions on what's appropriate to say to people on the street or not. And that's exactly what we're getting at. There are no guidelines, but people feel empowered to say anything they want, no matter how personal or even offensive it is. And with a compliment, it's just, you think about what you say and you think, is this appropriate for me to say? I think one of the best experiences I have had here in Amsterdam in this uh, kind of topic, I was biking and then a person was biking across me and we looked at each other for like five seconds. And then usually when you're walking or you make eye contact with someone, you look away quickly, right? And then she looked at me and then she just smiled. And that for me, it made my entire day, right? So I think like, I think about it so often, like how simple it can be to make someone feel better. So if you're trying to give a compliment or make someone feel good about themselves, like even as a smile, that little action can do so much already. So yes, of course, giving a compliment, if you want to do it, you can. But the context, like Leonor said, usually are very is very sexualized and very objectified. So not necessarily in any of the realm of compliments as you might understand them you know so it's i think it's a very different conversation but a lot of people do mix them up very easily and it is a very important conversation to have to like what type of compliments you're allowed to give to someone that you don't know and which things you're you should say or not and i think when it comes to catcalling it doesn't really matter what's being said there's very little meaning behind it even though it can be offensive and intimidating, but almost all cat calls are. It doesn't matter if somebody's like a nice lady or something really obscure. It's both intimidating. And with a compliment, I think you give a compliment because so you notice something specific. It has meaning for you to say this to a person. Instead of just saying something random, it doesn't really matter what it is as long as it intimidates the other person a little bit. What would you advise women that want to set boundaries but don't know how to do this in case of unwanted compliments? I think this is something that we should not put the 
the responsibility on women to set certain boundaries, right? I think that we are not supposed to set these boundaries because we are not even acquainted with the people or like the cat color. And yet we're supposed to explain to them why what they're doing is wrong. I think that women get like a lot of unwanted uh, comments and a lot of unwanted looks and actions that yeah, are not necessarily what we expected. So I don't think it's our place to, or our responsibility to set these boundaries. Of course, rewriting like the acceptable, like social boundaries and making sure that if you feel uncomfortable and you're in a safe space to say something, you're so welcome to, and you should, but in theory, it's not really our place to set these boundaries or we're not responsible for the men who are catcalling. So why should we be the ones explaining to them? And in a way, it, it really doesn't matter what kind of, even if you would actively try to set boundaries, it doesn't, which as depressing as it sounds, it doesn't really make a difference because I've heard people that were like walking in this, I don't know, in a inviting way even almost you could say they get catcalled but at the same time when I'm on my bike big rain jacket you know I'm just trying to get through the wind and I will still get a, a catcall to me so it's the even the vibe you give off it has nothing to do with whether it'll happen to you or not um, so I think beforehand bound, setting boundaries is really difficult and afterwards it's even more difficult maybe because there really isn't any right reaction to a catcall, you know, and you're always in the in the power relation, you're always at the short end, unfortunately. But it's you can if you get catcalled, you have some choices to make. You can ignore it and just take it and keep going. And it can still go in the wrong direction because somebody can I've had so many times that I don't say anything and somebody's like, oh, you're such a bitch because you don't even reply, like, or they call you a whore or something for not saying anything. But at the same time, if you do say something about it, you can put yourself in a very dangerous situation because you don't know what the reaction will be. If you say something back, you don't know what will happen. It could get violent. And unfortunately, you will probably be on the short end of that violence too. You just, you're less dominant. So there really isn't any right reaction to it. You can can ignore it you can say something it'll not be beneficial for you either way i think also recognizing that ignoring a catcall does not mean that you are accepting it or allowing it to affect you or believing that it is something that is true or just like ignoring the whole societal problem sometimes we're not in the right context to respond because we might feel unsafe it might put us at risk it might be something that we don't know what the other person might do. So ignoring it is still a good reaction. There is no such thing as like a bad reaction because it's catcalling. Like there is no right thing or wrong thing to do after you've been catcalled, right? So I think it's important for people that are catcalled to know that it's not their fault, that the person who is catcalling, that is their problem. You do not keep that catcall for, with you forever and you should not because it has nothing to do with you rather than the person. But if you do feel safe in the sense that you do want to say something back and you will not be putting yourself at risk, then I think it is up to you to react in that way. Very often people argue that catcalling and flirting on the street is a cultural thing. Do you believe that this is true? I think this really ties in with 
the last question too, how it's not a personal responsibility to change the world, each cat call at a time, because it's an impossible task. You're not going to get what you want because it's such a cultural, it's, we, it's not a cultural issue in the sense that every culture has a different perspective on catcalling per se, I think, but I think it's a cultural issue in the sense that in, in the global society, this is an issue that always will occur. And so in order to tackle it, you, you can't do it one at a time. It has to be a, a bigger, it has to be put on the agenda in a broader sense. I think it is a cultural aspect, but a culture of the world, right? Of the whole whole world, because that's why we have catcalls of Amsterdam, catcalls of New York, catcalls of Milan, catcalls of Mexico City, catcalls of Buenos Aires. Like they are happening everywhere and they have been happening for a while. It has always not been like it has never not been like this. So, yes, it is a cultural way in the sense that in each place it might be a different maybe it might be something that they're saying differently or maybe they like the words that they use are different the languages completely the people that are saying it social classes absolutely but i think at the end of the day it's happening everywhere in the world and yeah it's a globalized matter i think why do you think it is difficult to make men understand what this kind of intimidation feels like for women I think really because they've never experienced it like we have. It's they've never been on this side of the of the issue. Just like a lot of issues that have to do with minorities like you might be able to empathize and sympathize with the issue, but you will never understand fully because you are never in that situation. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're not like allowed to support anti-cat calls or what you said about men not being able to participate in the actively being against catcalling is very spot on. I think there are also men in our organization. Um, I think that's super important even, but it's difficult to, I mean, there are so many, so many men I've talked to that completely understand and would never do this, or even if they did, would never do it again because they understand what we're talking about now. So I think it's possible to explain it, but I think what makes it so difficult is that there's still this norm around it. And so to actively be against catcalling and to stand up against it is for men outside of the norm, I would say. It's, you're countering the norm in society. And so that makes it very difficult to really speak up against it. And I think you can see this in like group of friends, a, a male friend group or men, I don't think they would super quickly say to each other or discuss the topic of catcalling amongst each other because it doesn't happen in their daily lives. Even if they're against it, maybe it happens even less because they are. They would never do that. Their friends would never do that. That's settled. But then it's off the agenda. Whereas if you really talk about it, it spreads and it, it becomes this norm to be against it. But that's so hard to achieve because there's no constant reminder like we have every day that we go outside, pretty much. You said part of the problem is that men have never experienced such an intimidating situation. Do you think that catcalling really is only a problem that women experience? Absolutely not. I think actually, maybe I need to rephrase the question I said before. Some men probably have experienced this. But when you look at a structural issue, 
I think it really is a woman's problem. And women are, in, in essence, women are always on the short end of the stick in this situation. And I think that makes it different from men or people who identify as male in this situation. What I do think is worth noting also is that catcalling is also a problem in, for example, the LGBTQ plus community. Um, gay couples walking on the street getting harassed, that's also terrible and a big issue. Um, so we're really talking about these minority groups, I think, here. But I think women, for women, it's just such a structural... I've never, ever talked to a woman who has not experienced catcalling. So I think that becomes, it becomes really apparent there. What can we do to change this situation? I think that the first thing that we need to do is have this discussion, right? Like, talk about it and see what everybody thinks differently. Everybody's going to have their own opinions. And, you know, us by us three, just having this conversation is already doing so much for ourselves and like learning so much about your opinion and why, why I might not necessarily be right in some sense, right? So I think also just talking about it and opening the discussion and like making it a non-taboo situation and conversation where a man can come up to you and like be like, hey, I was wondering about, you know, catcalling and can you explain to me a little bit more about this? Like my dad, for example, he didn't know much about like the whole topic. So when I was talking to him, uh, he was very open-minded and he all, all at the same time, he explained to me what he was thinking. And when we were having just like a one-to-one -one conversation, he then went to his friends and spoke to his friends about what I am doing and about this situation. So it's just like kind of like a little web of things where you talk to someone who will then talk to someone and maybe will give somebody else their opinion. And obviously, this is just like at a very informal level. We must make it also in the policy, in the policies like sphere and law making sphere, we must make it very more apparent and very like a more urgent issue to talk about and for parties and political parties to mention as well. Yeah, and I think uh, education as well, really important. But teach people from a young age how this works and that the street is supposed to be a safe place because I've never ever talked about that in school, but it's such a fundamental thing to actually discuss how to behave on the street to especially women in this sense. Um, and also something that reminded me of what you said too. I, I had a teacher once, he asked the question, what problem would you like to tackle in society? And so I said catcalling and he didn't really get what catcalling was. And then we asked the group, the lecture hall, how many of you have been catcalled? And every single woman raised her hand. And then the teacher was like, whoa, you're actually talking about a serious problem here. What is this? Tell me more. And so I talked to him and he uh, at the same time worked with politicians, for example. And so it kind of spread around. And it became this topic also in his spheres. And I think that's, you know, that just needs to continuously happen. I think sometimes we consider a lot of issues into our, like, political opinion just because they are a very extreme, when they have reached to a very extreme or violent aspect, right? So I think we must consider catcalling in our daily lives, like how 
even if it might be the smallest thing that can be said to you, it can affect you very, very much. And it is something that it should not be even a question of whether it should be done or not. You know, I think we have had a lot of uh, people coming up to us and telling us about how they have been catcalled. And maybe when they are telling us this is years after it happened. And then their experience is still stuck in their head so vividly that it shows how much of an impact it can have on a person's life. So I think that already shows how important it is for us to not only talk about it in the educational sense, political sense, societal sense, but like even question our own beliefs about it and make sure that we are open-minded to hearing other people's experiences as well and see what we can all do together. And also, you know, just don't give up. Like don't, even though it happens so often, even though it keeps occurring, don't, we've achieved so much already. Um, when it comes to female empowerment, society looks so different than it did a few hundred years ago. And that's all because we believed in it and it, societal change occurred. And I think we should just really keep that in mind that it's because it's so, in Dutch, you would say hardnekkig, like it sticks, you know, it's there and it, it's so hard to get rid of, but it's still, we shouldn't give up. We we have to keep pushing it, you know, because otherwise it will never change. What are the future plans of Cat Calls of Amsterdam? Well, we have a few projects coming up. I think we are continuing as we are doing. We still have a lot of cat calls that we have received over the past months that we still need to talk. So that's something that definitely we're getting into. And just reaching out to as many people as we can in the also in the educational sector, I think it's very important. We are looking into doing something with schools where we can also teach children a little bit about what it might feel to feel safe in the street and what we can, they can also do to encourage that when they grow up and everything. Have talks in various places or you know, meet with people like you who are interested and give us this opportunity for a platform besides our Instagram account and just expand as much as possible. Have the conversation in as many different places as we possibly can. Obviously, I will also put all the important links to Cat Calls of Amsterdam in the show notes. But please explain us a bit more. How can people support you and your organization? I think even by like just looking at our account, like following is great and everything, but I think just like understanding what we are doing and why we are doing it and being able to like share your opinion, whether you think there's something else that we can do. I think that's very important and sending us like your experience if you feel comfortable with, but also knowing that this is not the only way that you can help us out. Like we don't need only people's experiences Yeah, so I think I think just being able to understand that not you don't have to have been catcalled to participate and to take part in our team and to follow catcalls of Amsterdam. Like you can definitely not have been have experienced this and still help us out. I think just looking at where what we're doing and supporting us and yeah. and also. The organization keeps on growing. You know, there are so many accounts all over the world. So if you feel really inspired, set up an account in a city that 
doesn't have an account yet. And if there already is an account, that's what I did. I, I sent a message through Instagram um, and just asked, can I, can I do anything in any way? I'm so interested in this topic. They're, I mean, in my experience, very welcoming people that will always want people to join and be aware. And, you know, so it's, it's relatively easy to get involved if you would want to. Paula Folino, Leonor von Fleet, thank you very much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. And this also marks the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Stay tuned if you want to meet more amazing women from Amsterdam. And please don't forget to follow Amsterdam on Instagram and on Facebook. Thanks and take care, everybody. Bye.